What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Breen, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about phone addiction. Yes, phone addiction. Before I get into that, I need to give myself a little uh, shameless plug. You can catch me tomorrow on Life Strategies podcast with Monique Petway. Um, She had me on her podcast. We did an interview. She asked me a couple of questions about um, my book, some of the things that I do here in the community, and just some other things that um, some of you guys have asked me about. And I've told you, you know, you can go down deeper in my podcast, but I, I, there's a refresher. I was actually going to do that this week. Funny that she releases this on the same week that I wanted to talk about that. So I won't rehash it that way. If you guys catch my podcast and her podcast, it won't seem like you're hearing the same things. However, I will probably do a follow up at the end of the year or the beginning of the year just to reintroduce myself to new followers, new podcasters, uh, new listeners, what have you. So anyway, we're talking about phone addiction today. Some of you guys are addicted to your phones. I'm not even going to let you... Um, wonder if you are because you might be in a denial stage you might be you know you might you might realize that you are addicted and you don't want to accept it so I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you for the rest of you I will be polite (laughs) and I will ask you do you think you are addicted to your phone earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago I was uh taking a little break from my phone and so of course when you know you take a break from your phone you're like man I have so much time like what am I always doing with this time and if you have an iPhone and and I'm not being biased I just don't know anything about the droid life but if you have an iPhone it tells you about your screen time it'll give you a a weekly report on what you do on your screen and every time how many times you how many times you pick up your phone in a day and what you're doing what you go to when you pick up the phone it even gives you like estimates and metrics based on the notifications you receive and I think that's very imperative because if you haven't set any parameters on your phone anytime any one of your apps on your phone um, needs to alert you of something it sends you a notification which also means that probably every time your phone lights up it catches your attention which means you could be picking up your phone you know 50 60 times a day and that's modest based on the amount of apps you have on your phone based on the amount of activity those apps have on your phone so listen smartphone addiction is real and let me go ahead and say this because I know it probably is um, taboo that, you know, oh, well, I work on my phone or I'm a social media insert, you know, blank, a blogger, vlogger, influencer. I work online. I have a multi-level marketing company. Um, I have to have my audience online. Okay, okay, okay. Well, to all of you people who do a lot of work, I mean, I do a lot of work on my phone as well. Uh, Don't get me wrong. So I'm not bashing your work as a matter of fact going back to the um screen time um metrics it will show you how productive or not productive you're actually being on your phone now my my issue with this is how do we determine from person to person what productivity is because perhaps i am on facebook which would go which would fall under social networking or social media But maybe I'm dialoguing with a client. Perhaps I am talking with someone, helping save their life because they're suicidal. Like, I don't really see that as fun play. And I don't think that it should be counted as such. But still, my point being, 
Um, if you're looking at those screen time, you know, metrics, if you're looking at monitoring yourself and you, you have, it'll tell you, it'll, it'll say, you know, you average 11 and a half hours a day for a total of 65 something hours a week. Now, I need you guys to recognize that we only have a 168 hours in a week. Which then means that if you're spending anywhere between 30 to 60 to 90 hours of a week, you're almost spending like almost half your out, half your week on your phone. That's not eating. That's not sleeping. That's not time in your word. That's not time in prayer. That's not extracurricular activities. That's not social life. That's not family time. That's not progressing yourself, your business, nothing. That's literally just on your phone. And I don't want this conversation to to be geared towards social media. I think a lot of times we attack social media, even though it is social in its um, design, it has multi-level purposes. So again, to all of my bloggers, vloggers, influencers, uh, multi-leaded MLM um, brand ambassadors, I am not coming for you. Um, As a matter of fact, I fall in that category. So I'm not speaking against myself or you guys, but in the same respect, I do think that there's a fine balance. I do think that we should have enough interactions offline and that we should use um, our phones um, as a medium um, to progress our businesses, even if the predominant uh, audience of our uh, target is online, I still think that there's an avenue of interpersonal connection, sitting face to face with people, growing, being tangible and physical in their lives. I think that really matters. And I don't think that that's a, lo- a lost art. And so uh, if you are looking for a new way to jazz up your business or to draw me in another level of interest or connectedness or new target audience members, I think that's a fine way. So again, don't feel targeted. Don't feel like you got to stop listening because again, I'm not coming for you and I don't want you to feel that way. But phone addiction is a little different. So let's talk about this because you may be working your business, but you could be, uh, you could be functionally addicted. You could be like an onslaught addicted. Like you, as soon as your eyes open from when you're asleep, from the time you wake up to the time you go back to sleep, you are on your phone. Your phone has to be within less than three feet of you. That means it's on your pot. It's in your pocket, in your hand, on your lap, sitting underneath your leg. Um, three feet might be, you know, on the desk beside you charging, but it's within an arm's reach. Just think about however far an arm's reach would would be for you. So it's within, you know, zero feet because it's literally on your personhood or it's within an arm's reach for you. And if you constantly have to have it within arm's reach and then the other the other sign of a phone addiction um could be that you are not comfortable with it being out of your eyesight. So perhaps it's down in the bottom of your purse, but you just need to see it. So you you set it on your desk. Or perhaps it's in, for my fellas, it's in your back pocket, but you, you know, say, oh, I don't really want to sit on it. Um, So you put it right in your lap or in front of you. But again, I mean, you should have enough self-discipline that you should be able to turn that phone down. Not because you're hiding something from somebody who may be in the room from you or because you have security issues and you don't want the wrong thing to pop up because not, not any of all that craziness we're simply talking about if you cannot put your phone down if you cannot get off your phone I want you guys to know that I may be talking to people who don't know a world before phones I am in the weird generation of people who did not have phones directly growing up they came into um around my middle school what would you say middle school junior high where um phones were prevalent in that parents got were able to get phones and i'm of the generation where you had to call after nine because that's when the minutes were free and you had to text on the keyboards but you had to 
click the same number three times to get the letter. Yeah, that that's where my phone journey, my phone history, where it kind of intertwined with my life. So I do know childhood memories without having a cell phone, without having a Wii, without having an Xbox. Did they come along? Yes. But I do remember times where summers were spent jumping on the trampoline. You had the water hose. You had to stay outside all day. We were going to the park. We were hooping all day. We hopped on four wheelers. We rode bikes. We went and played at the park. We played hide and go seek tag at night with flashlights. Like I remember lightning bugs. Um, I don't, I never really had like a street light curfew. I'm not that old. Um, but I do know that as the sun was going down, if I was still outside, it was time to come inside. I, I don't, I never really liked being outside at night unless we were playing flashlight tag. And even then I was terrified, but it was a lot of fun. So my point being that some people don't know a life without phones. And that's perfectly fine. I am not here to penalize you for not knowing a life before phones. You were born into a technological generation and you should be technologically savvy. I believe that you should keep up with the advancement and the movement of technology, but I do not believe you should be addicted and controlled by it. Um, There are centers in northern parts of the world um, that have centers for uh, technology addiction, specifically for phones and more specifically in particular for social media. Where just like if you, you know, were addicted to a drug, insert a drug, you know, crack cocaine, heroin, meth, like whatever, pills, you can go to a clinic that will get you help um, with your addiction. They have centers that are specific to the phone. It is that serious. It is that important. And down here in the South, I don't think we talk about it enough. I think we just penalize people and we make them feel condemned. But we don't talk about it. So that's why I wanted us to wise up and talk about phone addiction. So these are some things that these are some signs rather that and maybe some symptoms, you know, for you specifically that you may be addicted to your phone. Okay, so if you have a panic attack when you leave or forget your smartphone somewhere, I guarantee you that if you are having a panic attack over your phone, it should not mean that much to you, whether it is because you don't want to pay to replace it, whether it is because you have some information on it or some coming to it from somewhere or somebody that you don't want anybody else to see. And it could jeopardize your relationship, your integrity, your reputation, whether it is, um, I don't know. I've never had a panic attack. Like that's a very serious bodily response to forgetting or leaving my phone somewhere. So that means that you have an innate attachment to that phone. And I think that that should be assessed. Another symptom or sign is if you feel a false vibration, false vibration from the phone, like you think your phone is vibrating or you think your phone is lighting up or you think that somebody's calling you when they haven't or you got a text message when you didn't, like you're almost imagining and generating responses from your phone that actually aren't there. So that means that like maybe you have a deeper need of interaction that you're looking from from your phone that perhaps you should be getting from somewhere else. Um, you can't sleep. As I mentioned, you can't sleep. You're insomnia. You got some insomnia going on because from the moment you wake up to the moment you get in bed to go to bed, you still have the phone in your face and you cannot get, you cannot go to sleep because you're just constantly having to check in, which is another one. You're constantly having to check in. You're constantly going to your phone, trying to see what's going on, trying to see if you have any emails you need to respond to, trying to check your accounts to see if like anybody hacked them for whatever estranged reason. If you're always logging into social media, just to mindlessly scroll you're not interested and you're actually mad at the stuff you're seeing but you keep scrolling you keep looking you keep feeding your spirit this and then you click out of that app and go to another app and click out of that app and go to another app and click out of that app and go to another app and before you know it 
two to three hours have gone by and you've scrolled and you nothing in your life is better. You haven't um, learned anything. You maybe you maybe seen some funny memes. Uh, perhaps, you know, you may have responded to somebody, you know, commented on something. Maybe you did shoot an email back, but it wasn't the best because you did it laying in bed with the cuddles all covered all over you. So, you know, you have you, you're constantly checking in. You can't not wonder what is going on um, on your phone. Another thing in line with that, the opposite side of that is you get anxiety waiting for people to message you back or waiting on alerts or expecting alerts. And it kind of makes you anxious. Like, how come nobody's texting me? How come nobody's calling me? How come I don't have any notifications? How come I don't have any email alerts? How come I don't know? Fill in blank. Whatever, whatever your thing is that you like to do in your phone, fill in the blank. You get anxiety from that. That is a sign and symptom that you might be addicted to your phone. Another thing is, it's like you have a diminished ability to think or be creative. Instead of just thinking of an idea, whether, you know, um, it's on your phone, um, not whether it's on your phone, but whether it's in your life or your job or, you know, a group, maybe a team you're working in or a project you've been put over. Instead of thinking of a creative idea, instead of drumming up possibilities or just reaching within to pull out, you immediately go to Pinterest or you immediately go research something or you immediately go to fill in blank. Perhaps, you know, you're a writer and so you need to go to Tumblr or Twitter or something else. Um, again, not bashing social media sites. It's just that's pretty much what we spend a lot of our, our time on our phone on. Because think about it. Think about this too as well, because this will let you know if you're not necessarily phone addicted, but you're social media addicted. If you were to take all of the social media apps off your phone, um, whatever that constitutes social media for you particularly as. So let's just run through a couple. You got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, I consider Pinterest a form of social media because it is it has social aspects. By definition, it can be considered it can be considered uh, social media. You got TikTok, Snapchat. Um, what else we got? Um, any of the dating mingling sites. I don't have any of them on my phone. Um, but any of those sites can be considered a social media because you're going on the site to meet people and to hook up whatever. So um, my point is, if you took all of those apps off your phone, what actually would you be going to your phone for? I mean, for me, I, I have my banking, I have um, emails, um, and I have my Google Drive folders where I do a lot of my writing and a lot of my work, and I love my notes app. Y'all, I'm telling you, I'm not addicted to my phone, so I, again, I don't want y'all to think that I uh, am bashing anybody that is. I just want to make you aware. That's kind of the point of today, but anyway, <laughs> I love the notes app on my phone, the most important app on my phone is my notes it's not my call log it's not my text message it's not any of my social media the most it's not even my google drive folder the most important phone the most important app on my phone is my notes for it that is where the the golden butter is for me so back to these signs and symptoms though so think about that though um think about if you if you can't sit still without checking your phone you might be addicted like there may not be anything going on. Like you just sitting still. You're at your desk at work. You're at church. You're um in the car at the stoplight. You're in the grocery store in the line. Perhaps you're at the gym waiting on the machine. Um, there could be a plethora of places you are. You you're instead of sitting still, standing still. Maybe you're pumping the gas. Um, maybe you're standing in the line at the bank. Like think about the the random places that you could be and find yourself in life waiting on your food before you check out at the fast food place. Um, 
You can't sit still without checking your phone. You can't stand still. And you're always distracted by your phone. That's another thing. Like, if you're always distracted by your phone, like, you need to be present in a moment. Again, I mentioned church. That's that's a very important moment. Um, you're in church. You're in class. You're at school. You're supposed to be teaching. You're supposed to be leading. You're supposed to be speaking. Um, you know, or you're at a basketball game. You're at a sporting event. You're spending time with your family. You're on a date with your significant other, and you're always distracted by wondering what is going on on your phone. Whether you can't see the notifications, and now we have so much technology that you can really even be a little bit more slick about it. Because if you have an Apple Watch, or for the Droid users, if you have their accompanying watch, you can check your notifications. Um, you can send them from your uh, from your phone to your watch, so you really don't even have to actually turn your phone over. You can just be going throughout your day and get a quick glance on your watch and what's going on. So that may be a sign of addiction because you have a need to know. So greater than these signs of addiction, I mean, we could kind of go on and on and on, but I really pray that you think about yourself. And if you see yourself in any of those, it's time to dig deeper because if there's a sign or a symptom of addiction, then that means that there, that is, that is fruit on a tree and that tree in you has some roots because if you cannot go without checking your phone, without looking at the notifications, without scrolling through, then perhaps there is a root that we need to assess. And that's one of the things that I want to get to today because if you if you accept the fact that you have an addiction or an innate relationship or a um an unhealthy if even if we don't like the word addiction if you want to say a healthy relationship with your phone that's fine however if you found yourself in some of these symptoms then you also need to find yourself down to the root like why is it that I need to constantly be checking in what am I checking for who am I checking am I checking in to see if I've been checked on am I checking to see if somebody liked that picture I posted Am I checking to see how many likes I got? Have I? Am I checking to see if I have new friends or new followers or if somebody recommended my business or what am I checking for and why do I need the validation? And I think that's really what I want to talk about today because I've had multiple conversations this week about social media validation, social media approval, where people are posting half-naked pictures or trying to up the ante in the viral world. But let me tell you something about being viral. Being viral looks like this. You can have a million likes, followers, laughs, whatever today, and then it's all gone tomorrow because the next thing's up. It's like the next funniest thing, the next best thing. Who can outdo the funny thing from yesterday? You know, so if you're looking to be viral to quote unquote blow up, I would advise you to first of all, be ready. But second of all, like you need to be able to sustain that audience, sustain that attention. And if you don't have a platform, a structure or any intentionality about doing anything like production with that audience or with the attention that you've got, you will not sustain it. So think about think about the last thing that went viral. Right now, um, we have the lady from, I think it's uh, some housewives show who's crying, pointing her finger. And on the other side, we have a cat. Okay, well, that is a viral meme right now. Like there's no like... <laughs> revenue generating to a cat or to that lady because people are laughing at the images and the emotion that they extract from that okay so (laughs) if you again if you do something funny in the world and it goes viral great but normally uh going viral is an emergent happenstance it's not planned it's not methodical so it's just kind of a luck of draw sort of thing so 
If you're constantly checking in with hopes of going viral, why do you need the attention of millions? Why do you desire that validation and that approval? And what is it? What will it fulfill on the inside of you? What is the greater and deeper and richer need deep down on the inside of you? Why is it that you are anxious? Think about anxiety. Why are you anxious and and almost an insomniac behind your phone. Like you control your phone. Think about it. You are in control of your phone. If you don't charge your phone, it won't get charged. If you don't use your phone, it won't get used. If you don't download the app on your phone, you won't have it. If you don't include the numbers in the context, they won't get put in automatically. Now our phones are amazing systems and conduits of connecting us to the world in millions and millions of ways. Okay. So, but we still have to interact with the phone in order to get the phone's response we have to tell it what we want and how we want it meaning and so now now for all of my very very smart people who are hearing the technological determinism arguments like right now yes i am going there we we determine technology technology does not determine us meaning that yes the advance of technology there is an interrelationship of what we are able and capable to of to doing with the technology based on us as consumers and users however we still control what we will and will not allow that technology to do in through and for us so again if you don't charge the phone at this point in time phones are not self-charging they might get to that point but still you still have to purchase the phone you still have to bring the phone into your life you still have to bring the phone into your world so again how much of that phone and what's on the phone and what you're using the phone for is being brought into your world and now being brought into your mind and brought into your consciousness and influencing your opinions and influencing your thinking and as I mentioned before diminishing your creativity and your ability to think on your own like how much of your phone is running your life and I think that's very important that we 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 set that there. I mean, because that's what phone addiction does. That's what any addiction does. Any addiction that you have, because again, if we flip this whole conversation and we talk about drugs, it's clear as day. Because drugs, uh, initially, they're just in your life. Then they become a part of your life. And then they take control of your life where you have no control. And I am concerned that because we are in a technologically adept generation, that it is seemingly okay for there to be no control over the phone. No control, no um, boundaries, no standards, uh, just anything goes. And in any place that anything goes, it's no good. It's never been any good in the history of time where there are no boundaries, where there's no discipline, where there's no limitation. It's never turned out for our good. So again, I want you to assess these couple of questions. Am I addicted to my phone? More particularly, am I addicted to social media? Do I need validation from my phone, whether it's because somebody's texting me, because somebody's calling me, because I have X amount of notifications, because I have X amount of friends slash followers slash retweets. And lastly, how much of my phone is controlling my life? Those are the four questions that I want you to answer today. And I mean, you don't have to, you know, give me those answers back. Those are for you to personally think on. But when you think on those things, be objective, which means be honest, be honest with yourself. And again, if you have a hard time even being honest, download an app that tracks your usage of your phone. Download, um, 
or or if you have an iPhone, look at your screen time or download something that measures what you spend most of your time doing. And another surefire way to address if you are addicted to your phone and you're not sure, another surefire way is to look at what you like to do outside of your phone. Then decide how much do you actually spend time doing that thing and make a list of those things. So, for instance, my list, what I would consist of is what do I like to do without my phone? Okay, I like to read. Um, I like to paint. I love to work out and I like to eat. I don't, I don't, I love, I love trying new foods, new experiences, right? So those four things, I'd make a list and I say painting, writing, eating, reading, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I would say, well, how much time in a week do I actually spend doing any of those things? And that may tell you how much you spend on your phone. And if you want a more complete picture, um, you can then go and say, well, I ate, I work eight hours a day. I spend this much time in prayer. I, I go to church, you know, these, these couple of days a week and it particularly lasts this long. Like run through the, run through your week and add up your time. And if, when you add up your time, if you add up your work schedule, your sleep schedule, um, your eating, showering, those kind of lifestyle things. And if you, if you get about a hundred hours out of that, then what is this other 68 hours going to? Because you have to be down, like specific down to the minute. Because again, it's not, I mean, I don't know how you use your phone, but it's rare that as working adults, and I know I have some teenage listeners, but it's rare as working adults that we can sit on our phone for 11 hours straight a day, right? But, you know, you can average, you know, nine hours on your phone a day because when you woke up in the morning before you got out of bed, you spent about 30 minutes waddling and scrolling just to get yourself up. And then by the time you brush your teeth, watch your face, you're, you're looking at the news on your phone. And then after about by, by the time you have breakfast, you're scrolling again. So you're probably, you know, overlapping your time with your phone more than what you recognize. So another surefire way to check to see if you are really addicted to your phone is to try to go without it. And if you can't, if you can't pass the test, like if you say, okay, this week I am not touching my phone. I'm not getting on my phone. Or if you say, well, Jennifer, that's just too impossible. I work on my phone. I can't. Okay. 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 Could it be that you're using that as a crutch to say that like you can't get off your phone? If you say, oh, well, I work on my phone because I'm an MLM or I'm a blogger and I'm a blogger. You mean to tell me that you have a business online, that you're a blogger, a vlogger, a coach, a consultant, a podcaster, whoever, and your business can't thrive without you being on your phone for a week then we have a greater problem again guys that's a deeper issue because now like your audience shouldn't be that dependent or you should have some sort of system set up so where you they can self-operate there's too many tools that you can use Hootsuite being one that will automatically post for you that doesn't require you sitting and being and, and and managing and curating content all the time that's not healthy that's not balanced again we got to look past the symptoms we got to look past the signs and we got to get to the root of how we're going to have healthy relationships with our phones and one of the starts guys is, is being honest about what the status of your relationship is so again think about how many friends you have think about how much time you spend with them think about you know what when y'all spend time together do y'all just get together and share memes and laugh or do y'all do y'all actually put your phones down and get out into the world and explore and do stuff there are a lot of things to think about and though both worlds are are a part of our 
global society, I think it's important that we take a step back and realize that, you know, addiction of any kind is is an indication of imbalance and it's not healthy. All right. So, guys, I hope you guys did did not take any offense and that, you know, with peace, love and hair grease, (laughs) you have taken me with uh, love. So, again, remember those four questions and I would love to see you grow and hopefully show a new you and, and, and learn more about the world around you. But until next time, guys, I love you all. Peace, love and hair grease.